This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. You're listening to the Impact Theory Podcast. Your source of empowering ideas and actionable techniques from the world's highest achievers. Join host Tom Bilyeu, serial entrepreneur and co-founder of the billion-dollar brand Quest Nutrition, on a journey to unlock your potential and realize your vision of success. Welcome to Impact Theory. Hey, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Startup Theory Live. We are coming to you live on Facebook and we are here today with Nick Mayer of the Youth Academy in Australia. This is a really exciting episode. I'm super excited for you guys to walk through exactly what he's doing. I think he has a lot of heart in what he's trying to accomplish. And now our goal here on this show is going to be able is going to be to help him wrap a business around it. So if you have any questions, be sure to submit them. We are very interested to hear what you guys have to say. And without further ado, Nick. Tell us a little bit about it, what started it, what's your backstory, and then we'll dive in. Yeah, so my story is that I was always overweight uh, and obese as a, as a child and a teenager, um, but I was blessed enough to, to be quite good at sports. So I played everything under the sun and was lucky enough to go on to represent uh, my city of Newcastle in cricket, uh, but my city and state uh, of New South Wales in baseball, uh, which culminated at the age of about 15 back in. 2005, I had the opportunity to, to travel to America um, with a, a bit of a training camp with the then Florida Marlins. Um, and here I was thinking that I'd made it, that my dream of a professional athlete had uh, become true. But a weak mindset cost me. And the fact that I didn't make it when I came back to Australia, I attributed it to my weight. So I embarked on wanting to lose all of this weight. Uh, I started reading, you know, all the men's health magazines. I started to just delve into the internet, all of this information and go into supplements. And what happened then was I battled anorexia, battled orthorexia, battled depression, battled suicidal thoughts for close to 12 months. Uh, and I made a vow right then that no child would ever have to go through what I had to go through. So be it if they wanted to go and pursue their passion to go and become a, a professional sportsman or if they wanted to lose the weight. So that's where the Youth Academy has come from, you know. I, I vividly remember having a conversation with my father that, that changed my life. Uh, and I got into this training that focused on performance, that focused on strength, that focused on bettering ourselves there instead of focusing on our appearance. So that's where the youth academies come from I, I was lucky enough to enroll into nutrition and dietetics uh, so i've just graduated and i have that behind me 
Um, also a strength coach. So, you know, just, just really ready to uh, give these kids the guidance and support that they need to, to go on and achieve success, you know, on their terms in both sport and life. Very cool, man. So um, in reading your story and then hearing it just now, I'm really curious about what happened at the Florida Marlins training camp. Did you did the training camp? You completed it and you just didn't make yeah, it as yeah, a baseball player? I, I completed it. It was just a, an opportunity where about 20 of us guys from Australia, we went over um, and we had the opportunity to go to Fort Lauderdale um, and just experience it all. And there were scouts there and being 15, I was like, holy hell, you know, I've, I've made it. This is, this is it. Uh, right. But, you know, I, I didn't perform. But everybody perform who well performed the well, they had that appearance about them. So with the mindset that I had, I attributed it to the fact that I was, I was overweight. That's, that's what I thought was holding me back. Okay. Did any of the players that you were at the camp with go on to be professional athletes? Uh, one of the boys went on to go into, I believe it was the Boston system. Okay. Um, but nobody, nobody from recollection went on, to, went on to major league, no. Okay, very interesting. So you come back, you've got the weak mindset, you're attributing um, your lack of success there to the weight. What was the conversation that you had with your father that really tipped the scales for you? Uh, it, it was just a conversation where we were sitting outside and, and he just pulled it back to the bare essentials and said, why are you focusing on, on something that, that, you know, realistically to, to others that those who care about you, it doesn't mean anything like your physical appearance. We don't you know, necessarily worry about that. We love, you know, you for who you are. Um, so why are you valuing yourself on that when there's so many other great qualities that you should be focusing on? Very interesting. And, and do you think of it in the same way now? Because um, uh, I agree that people valuing themselves for their physical appearance is, um, it's a losing battle. You're, uh, you know, I mean, once you get into a negative cycle like that, it, it almost doesn't matter. And I think as you learn through anorexia, it doesn't matter. You can even end up on the other side of that where um, you're still battling self-image even though you've lost all the weight and, and now you're actually moving yourself backwards by losing more and more weight. So um, that isn't a winning strategy. But one thing that um, I'll be interested to see, like how you conceptualize it and what you teach the kids like, what do you tell them about um, physicality? Is it tied to goals? Is it tied to appearance? Is it tied to self-esteem? All of the above. Uh, it, it comes down to we, we don't we don't necessarily care about uh, about weight per se. Um, you know, I'm quite blessed to have some, some quite high level athletes, but it comes down to the confidence that you have in yourself. It comes down to how you're performing. Um, it, it just really comes down to how you feel. So. We know that you know being overweight isn't isn't uh, oh, what's the word I'm looking for. We know that it's, it's not beneficial, and that the few boys who I have that are starting to create their healthy lifestyle, what we're focusing on instead is that progression in the gym. Is that you know creating a better relationship with food where we're just making better choices, and, and you know you the way is starting and, to and come, focusing on those actions and behaviours. How do you define better? I, I won't spend too much time on this, but this is like uh, the humanity side of business and really understanding why you're doing what you're doing and what drives you and how to build curriculum, which are things that we're going to talk more about as we go deeper into your questions. But, um, you know, if you know uh, the content that I'm putting out well enough, you know that I have an absolute obsession with does something move me towards my goals or not? And yep. I don't make a value judgment on somebody as a person and their physique, but if I am goal-oriented and I say I'm trying to become a professional athlete, 
Um, there's a pretty mm -hmm. clear correlation between uh, capabilities and mm -hmm. the body, right? So you've got to be training the body, getting it into optimal conditioning for the given sport, right? So it's not sort of one size yep. fits all. Certain sports require um, strength and conditioning in different directions. But do you guys talk about that? Or because I know that you have a, a large mindset focus, or is it more like, hey, we're just trying to get these kids sort of mentally confident and healthy? Uh, th there's the mindset component to it. it it's really with our athletes. So with my national level gymnast who we have in the hammer throw, for them, it's all about performance in their sport. Mm. So we're looking at how can we be an extension to their sport specific work? Do you need more power and things like that? We'll focus on those to get them towards their goals. However, if we're looking at some of the other kids who we have come in who are just looking to create a healthy lifestyle, then we'll sit down and talk about their goals with them and then match everything. So the behaviors and the actions that they need to create and then take to get them towards their goals. So it's a little bit different for everyone because it's an individualized approach. Does that sort of answer? It does, man, totally. So, and this, I'm gonna address this to everybody out there. So Nick wrote in and one of the things that he said is, you know, I worry that I'm chasing two rabbits. And mm -hmm. um, and this is fascinating. Like Both of these things that, um, that you could be doing, Nick, are, are wonderful, right? So let's take mindset on the one hand. You've got kids that are struggling the way that you struggled um, with self-esteem, with body image, um, with health, right? And then on the other hand, you've got the ability to perform as an athlete. Now, those are both amazing things to be focused on from a humanitarian aspect. Um, but from a business aspect, I'm going to tell you right now that you have to pick. And so if mm -hmm. you guys are trying to build a business, one of the things that you have to do is really get laser are focused on exactly what it is you're trying to accomplish. And this is one of the reasons that I spun off um, Impact Theory as a separate company instead of trying to do it inside of Quest is you've got the body and the mind and trying to make one brand do double duty is very, very difficult. And because of the way that the consumer looks at it, because of the way that you guys are going to have to market your company, if you're trying to build something, you need to be able to explain your company very, very rapidly. And that's actually something like you can't imagine. I spent an inordinate, inordinate amount of time here at Impact Theory thinking about that because our company is hard to explain. And I know that we're not mm -hmm. going to hit the velocity that we want to hit until we're able able to very succinctly explain to people, because just think about a potential partner, right? If I want to go to a partner and tell them who are we, what we do, I need to be able to give it to them like that. And so when you're yep. doing something that hasn't been done before, um, that's not an excuse, right? And so you've got to be able to, to explain to people, this is what we do. And so mm -hmm. anybody out there trying to build a business, um, clarity of purpose, being able to state the mission of your company in a single sentence is really critical. Being able to do an elevator pitch that's, you know, say 15 seconds long. Those are the kinds of things you're going to have to be able to do because otherwise you're not going to be able to build your business, right? You're not going to be able to put a message out that people can gravitate around, that they can really understand what you do and become a part of it. And I don't think there's a right answer. Like you could either be the premier athletics, uh, primer, like, hey, Australia, send me all of your uh, potential candidates, and I will turn them into the greatest athletes that this country has ever known. That's one thing, right? And that's a very clear marketing message. They bump into you. Hey, Nick, what do you do? I create the next generation of elite athletes for Australia, right? Done. People mm -hmm. get it. They know, like, oh, okay, well, shit. Like, if that's what you do, then I'm going to judge you on that, and I'm going to decide I have this potential elite athlete, and my son, my daughter, whatever, and do I want to send them to your academy? And then people are going to judge you by um, how many people you get placed on um, elite teams uh, if they're really young or how many uh, of your graduates go on to be professional athletes, right? So that's one. Mm -hmm. The other option yeah. is we use athletics 
to build confidence in the nation's youth. Okay, equally easy to explain. And now people are gonna look at you and they're gonna say, oh wow, like, you know, I've got a kid who's struggling either with confidence, maybe they've been bullied, maybe they're overweight. And now I know how to look at your success. And I'm gonna ask, like, how many transformation stories do you have? You know, do you have kids that come into the program and they're overweight and uh, maybe they've attempted suicide, which I know is something that you um, have struggled with in the past. It'd be great to get your thoughts on that in a second. Um, you know, so that becomes the, the bubble and we see that the, universe that you're living in and we see that you're able to help these kids that are struggling with that get to the other side and you've got testimonials from these kids and um and also if you think about it from a partnership standpoint right who do i go after and one of your questions i know that we'll get to in more detail is how do i identify the influencers yeah and the way that you identify the influencers is by knowing exactly what you're trying to do and then you go find people that are trying to do the same thing yeah so that, that'll be the first thing is just deciding, like, instead of trying to mash these two things together, um, and you could on the elite athletic side bring the mindset in by saying, we create the next generation of elite athletes through physicality and mindset. Like, it doesn't mean mm -hmm. you have to abandon mindset, but just like getting real clarity on who you're trying to serve. Yeah. So it, can it can it ideally come back to, because the, the one real thing that I want to do is I'm very blessed to have some kids who are very talented, but they haven't been given the opportunity yet. So the one thing that I really want to do is I want to take the kids who deserve that opportunity, deserve that chance, who, who have that potential, but they just haven't been given that opportunity to build them and to, to get them into this community so that then they can hit the ground running when they do get that opportunity. So it's, it's not just elite athletes per se, it's those kids who want to go onto that but haven't been given that guidance or support to go on and chase that dream. Does that make sense? It does if what you're saying is that you want to have essentially um, an incubator program for athletic yes. talent and bring kids in, um, I'm going to guess, from underprivileged backgrounds is but one example, right? And I'm going to bring them in. They've not had a chance to play in athletics, maybe because the family couldn't afford the gear or whatever. Uh, we're going to bring them in. We're going to give them that opportunity. We're going to train the life out of them. And then we're going to build relationships with scouts and, you know, whatever. Um, but... If the goal, like you have to decide what does success look like, right? And if success looks like um, number of kids placed in professional athletics, that's one thing. If success yep. is number of underprivileged kids placed in professional athletics, that's a totally different model. And so understanding mm -hmm. that that's a pretty subtle shift, but one that could have huge implications in terms of what influencers you go after, uh, what your yep. marketing message is to the world, what the PR efforts, like what you want to get picked up for. Um, mm -hmm. Like they're very, very different. And so yep. that really becomes like, what's your mission? Mm -hmm. And then once you know what your mission is, then it's like you can back into the concrete steps that you're going to need to take, the skills you're going to need to acquire, the marketing message, all of that. You can back into that from knowing like, okay, this is success. And so now what's the no BS way of getting to that? Yeah, okay. So, you know, one thing people really have to differentiate is there's going to be, there's a lot of amazing things. Like I'll give you an example at Quest. At Quest, people always wanted us to... Um, donate food, right? But that actually, like Quest's mission wasn't to end hunger. We were like a really expensive product. So our goal was to make healthy nutrition 
good for you, right? Which right now being on the cutting edge of that and not having a lot of those ingredients being sourced by other people, like the product had to be expensive because our costs were so massive. So that mm -hmm. was really our thing. And so research into cancer, research into metabolic disease, like all of those things made sense. They were part of our mission, right? So if we're going to end metabolic mm -hmm. disease, like what does that mission look like? And then back into the steps that actually lead you there. And yep. so, but that doesn't mean that feeding people isn't worthy. Like that's incredible. And, you know, somebody like, hopefully that is their mission. And, you know, you look at what Tony Robbins is doing and he's just pouring millions of dollars into helping do that here at home, which is incredible, but they're very different and they require you to take very different steps. And so it, it you know, as entrepreneurs, we have to be very careful not to try to do every worthy thing in the world because you'll just spread yourself too thin. You won't be effective. So it's like you have to pick a pretty narrow band of like what impact you want to have on the world to do good in that band, but to understand that that is going to be to the exclusion of other bands and that one of the yes. most important things as an entrepreneur you have to do is exclude other options. Most businesses don't crumble because there's a dearth of opportunity. They crumble because they try to chase too many different things. When it comes to platforms that will help you run a business, there is no shortage of options on the market. But if you want to use the best, most advanced, and most efficient platform out there, you need to be using Shopify. For whatever and wherever you want to sell, from launching to going international, Shopify is the global commerce platform that will help you grow at every stage of your business. With award-winning customer service, the internet's highest converting checkout page, and a suite of integrated AI tools, Tools, Shopify is your all-in-one platform to quickly and efficiently take your business to the next level. I love everything about Shopify because it makes it so easy to start, run, and grow a business. Shopify powers more than 10% of all U.S. e-commerce because businesses that want to grow quickly use Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial at shopify.com slash impact, all lowercase. Again, go to shopify.com slash impact right now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash impact. In today's highly unpredictable and rapidly changing world, the smartest move you can make from a financial standpoint is to actually understand how money works and how markets move. Because if you wanna have any chance of investing your money wisely and growing your financial portfolio, you have to make a profit. And the only way that you're going to do that is either by setting and forgetting or actually understanding what's going on at a macro level. So whether you're a seasoned investor or someone looking for extra guidance, today's sponsor, Yahoo Finance, has got you covered with all the tools, data, and news that you need in one place to grow your knowledge base around what is happening in the world of finance and to make sure that you have the right goals and you're executing well. Yahoo Finance makes it easy to consolidate your accounts so you can effectively and efficiently manage your entire portfolio. Personally, I love how straightforward their platform is to use. It is very simple to get the information that I need. And Impact Theory's own chief financial officer is exactly the same, spending time helping me frame exactly what is going on from a global perspective so that I'm making the smartest decisions that I can. I definitely recommend that you check out Yahoo Finance for comprehensive financial news and analysis. Visit the incredible brand that so many great investors use at yahoofinance.com. It's the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com. Once again, guys, head there now, yahoofinance.com.
If getting your hands dirty and taking good care of your car or cars is a passion of yours, then eBay Motors is here for the ride. Because I'm sure you remember when you first saw the potential in that beauty. And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you can make sure your ride stays running smoothly with ebay motors brake kits led headlights exhaust kits turbochargers bumpers whatever your baby needs ebay motors has it and with ebay guaranteed fit it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time every time or your money back plus at these prices you're burning rubber not cash keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com eligible items only exclusions apply all right. Why don't you take us into your specific questions? Uh, so the first specific question was that one thing that I seek is rapid growth um, as it allows me to help serve more young athletes and more people. But I know that the way to continue to do this is to deliver great value at every single touch point. But one question that I love is like Peter Diamandis and that if I were to achieve, you know, my 10 year goal over the next two years, what do you think I should focus on there? So knowing that, that goal over 10 years would be to, to be nationally around Australia. Well, it's interesting. So the example that you're bringing up, um, Peter Diamandis, Peter Thiel also talks about this. And, and Peter Thiel, um, who wrote the book Zero to One, is part of the PayPal mafia and just has done incredible things, built multi, multiple multi-billion dollar businesses. And he, his famous quote is, um, what if you had to accomplish your 10-year plan in the next six months? What would you do? The reason that they ask the question like that, and it's definitely the same for Peter Diamandis, is they're trying to get people to think exponentially instead of linearly. And when you have to have a 10-fold improvement versus a 10% incremental improvement, you have to completely rethink. Um, so there's sort of two different things that you're asking in that. One is if you're into the Peter Diamandis, Peter Thiel world of exponential growth, it's all about how can I reconceive of this pr the solution to this problem in a radically different way. That's one thing. Yeah. The other is how do I grow rapidly? Um, growing rapidly is, A, not always the answer and growth and thinking of the problem in a in a totally different way while correlated may not be um, they're not the same thing. So um, I would say don't think about growth from a business perspective mm -hmm. because um, I believe that your mission is to help as many kids as you can and rapid growth mm -hmm. from a traditional business perspective of selling a lot more things at a lot higher velocity um, may not be the right answer to that. Um, but sort mm -hmm. of saying exponentially, how do we reconceive of this problem at in a, in a radically different way? Um, that's interesting. I certainly don't have the answer, but I will give you the sort of general gist of the business that you're in right now is horrific to scale. Mm -hmm. And, do you know why the business that you're in is so difficult to scale? To be honest, no, I don't. All right. So this is one of those things that, that when you start getting to the fundamentals of business, and this is so powerful, and this is why I was, was telling the team here, I'm so excited to do this episode with you because your heart is so in the right place and what you want to do is amazing. And I really think you're going to get there and you're doing a lot of really cool stuff. And I really, really encourage you guys to go check him out um, socially, check out his website. In fact, give him really fast right now because some people do this while they follow along. What is your web address? So Websites www.theyouthacademy.net.au. 
All right, so check out the website. You can also um, springboard onto his socials from there, although I will say that your Facebook link is broken, so you want to fix that as quickly as you can. <laughs> um, but going in and looking at all of that stuff, I was like, wow, this guy really, really is sincere about his desire to help. And I mean, you're doing all of this yourself, which is really incredible. Um, so growing is, is going to be difficult from a scale perspective because one, it requires physical assets, right? So you need a gym or a box. I think you're associated with CrossFit. Yes. No, 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 not at all. Are you um, in a CrossFit gym? Cause no, something just- said like CrossFit on the wall or something. No, that's um, just the company name, so the Academy. Uh, and then there's one of my good friends who does some PT for adults or also works out of the facility under his business. Got it. All right. So I'm, di- I'm uh, leading you all astray. I, promise. I apologize. Uh, okay. So, um, you know, whatever that is, you're going to need a physical space for these kids to come in. You're limited by coaches to student ratios. Right now, I think it's one to six. <laughs> Correct. Is that accurate? Okay, so you've got that ratio. So you know that for every six students that you bring on, you're going to have to bring on another coach, which means from a revenue mm-hmm. perspective, you're always going to be hampered by your ability to hire the coach uh, before you hire or before you're bringing on the people, um, So, yep. or at least in tandem. So it gets very, very difficult to scale that because um, you're going to rapidly be in the real estate game. And that's like when you think about restaurants that um, are franchises and they scale through that model, they actually think of themselves oftentimes as a real estate business because you end up having to acquire so much real estate. So that's just hard because if you misplay the real estate side of it and then get into a rent problem and so now you have some of your um, locations that are very profitable because the rent is low and then you have other locations that aren't performing as well. Uh, financially, they may have as many or more students in them, but because of the differential in uh, the price, it gets very difficult. Now you're having to like really judge, okay, wait a second. In an urban area where I have the density of people that I need, I may have much higher rents. And so mm-hmm. trying to figure that out from a PL perspective becomes a full-time job in and of itself. You'll have to hire a lot of staff around that. And so very rapidly, you're building all this infrastructure that has nothing to do with helping the kids, right? And so we mm-hmm. live in an era where if scale is what you care about, and I'm only going off the question you're asking, I actually am not yeah. sure that that should be um, the thing that you do. And I think maybe more metered growth will be more rewarding mm-hmm. for you um, because I get the feeling that the juice for you is seeing that kid come alive and realize that he can do something or she can do something. They're feeling better about themselves and, you know, and they're doing something. Um, to build a business with hyper growth, you would have to completely detach from that. Okay. Yeah. Well, that's not something that I really want to do. So yeah. And, and so growth is thrilling. And if one of your objectives is wealth creation, which I think is amazing and the more wealth you're able to, um, bring into your ecosystem, the more kids you're going to be able to help. And, you know, let's not confuse ourselves. Businesses like this thrive. You're either going to have to fundraise, right? If you decided to make it a nonprofit, which by the way, would open certain doors for you, it would close others, Mm -hmm. but it would make it a lot easier for you to find influencers. Um, and that's something to really, really think about. Um, so if you were a nonprofit, uh, which I would never do, but if you were going to make it a nonprofit, you would be able to get influencers a lot easier because they know that you're not in this for the money. Um, yep. but you're always coming to the world with your handout and you literally have to beg for your supper and to help kids, you have to convince other people to get you money. Whereas if you can create a self-sustaining economic engine where you sell mm-hmm. something out of the classes, merchandising, um, online courses, whatever the case may be, but then now by delivering value to other people, you're able to turn that into money and you can decide what you want to do, where you want to scale, where you want to grow. Um, 
um, and to, to really make the kind of cash that would allow you to really get aggressive with that, you're going to have to find things that aren't rooted in physical spaces um, that allow you to break that one to six equation. But that's one side of it. If you decide, yep, I want to be hands-on, I actually want to be a coach, all of that, um, I will say that it, it would be nearly impossible for you to do that uh, without hiring someone else to run the business for you. So okay. um, there's a really great book called The E-Myth Revisited by Michael Gerber. I highly recommend that you read it because right now you're violating every rule that he has in that, which is don't work in your business, work on your business. And this is where I find social entrepreneurs are going to trip themselves up because the real juice for you is that moment with the kids. And this was the hardest thing for me as Quest began to scale um, and I wasn't on the line making bars because the thing I loved was being there with the guys on the line and saying, this guy grew up hard. His sister was shot to death in his front lawn with an AK-47. Uh, his stepfather was um, killed in, in drug-related gang violence. It's like, and those are real stories, by the way. And so it's like you know enough of those people and you're creating opportunity for them. It becomes really exciting and it gives you that drive to grow and do things. But as we got bigger, I realized I couldn't work in the business. I had to work on the business. So you're constantly stepping up a level. Um, you're managing more people, but you're also way more disconnected from any one individual, yeah. um, which um, depending on what motivates you can be very difficult. Mm -hmm. All right, so um, I've sort of answered what you would need to do if you were going to grow. Um, if you're not going to grow uh, super rapidly and you want to stay true to that one to six and you want it to be high quality and you want to be high touch, um, then what, you, what I would say you need to be doing um, to grow, one, yes, you need to identify your influencers. And I think that comes down to knowing exactly what you're trying to accomplish because if it really mm -hmm. is. Um, so there's two parts of that. There's the sort of social good part, which you can go to an influencer and say, hey, here's what I'm trying to do. I'm trying to give kids that otherwise, and obviously I'm putting words in your mouth, but I'm going to give kids that otherwise wouldn't have a chance to actually become elite athletes. And what we're going to judge ourselves by is a number of kids that otherwise wouldn't have gone into traditional athletic programs. We're going to get them in. We're going to train them. We're going to help them go through a physical and mental transformation. And we'll judge ourselves by how many elite placements we get. Maybe it's not professional athletics, but it's like elite youth club placements, right? Cool. You can go to people, you can pitch that, go to professional organizations and say you want to be what we call in the U.S. a farm league for them, maybe unofficially, but you want their support or whatever. But here's the good that we're doing. You're showing them transformation stories. You're getting them excited from a social perspective on what you're doing. That would be option one. Option two is to find a path to revenue to, hey, we're going to be, this is how many kids we have in the program. This is how much they pay. If you're an influencer for us, every kid that signs up off of your link, I'm going to give you 10%, 20%. Um, at 20%, you probably start being interesting because that's on the high end for a typical affiliate. If you can go all the way to say 30%, and this is affiliate marketing, by the way, for anybody that's um, interested in not building your own product, but you, like, you could go to Nick and say, hey, man, I'm going to drive kids to you. Maybe you're a PE coach. At least that's what we call it in the U.S. I'm a PE coach. Uh, I'm talking to parents all day, every day, and I want to drive kids into your program. And I'm looking for, you know, whatever, 30% um, year one, 20% year two, 10% year three, and 5% ongoing for however long that kid stays in the program, right? And that could be an official program that you put together to incentivize people to, to feed these kids into your program. So you've got social yeah. influencers, and then you also have just like community influencers and finding the people that touch your demographic. No, that yeah, that's made a lot of sense. That's uh, cleared cleared up some headaches. So thank you for sure. All right, what's uh, question number two? Uh, so question number two was about those influences. So in the keynote or at Project Nosh LA, 
you discuss the the influencer pyramid. Um, and it's one thing that I was thinking about with my demographic, like you had at Quest, um, like where you weren't millennial females, I'm not the parents of kids. Uh, so it's kind of hard for me to put myself into their shoes to then identify the influences that they themselves will be looking at. So what would your thoughts be around, around that thinking of, you know, the, the mother who's going to have say the 12 to 18 year old child, um, looking at social, what, what sort of people should I be looking for there who they're going to be influenced by? So that really comes down to once you know exactly what your business model is and how you want the influencers to share in that. Because if you're making money, one of the easiest ways to get people involved is to share in that. So if somebody brings somebody to you that there is an ec economic incentive for them to do that. Um, yep. Obviously, influencers, you can just pay outright. But that's very tough when you're starting out. You don't have a lot of capital. So doing a profit share is one of the ways where it's like, hey, if you win and you send me people, I'm only paying you out of the money that I'm receiving. And so yep. that becomes a much more scalable endeavor because you're not having to front a lot of cash. So that's one way mm -hmm. to do it. Um, the other is just to get really clear on how you're going to go after your demographic. So one of the things you were saying that's a little bit tough is you really have two demographics. You have the kids. And then you have the yep. parents and who is it really right. that's ultimately driving the decision. And I would say the toy companies have really solved this problem and they go after the kids and their goal mm -hmm. is to get the kids to harangue their parents until they buy them the thing that they want. And so I would be really targeting those teen athletes, aspiring athletes um, that really want to get placement into an elite program, especially because in today's market, the way to really be marketing without spending a lot of money is all on social. So if you're going after these kids in a way that's going to resonate with them, that's showing them people that they would identify with, you know, people that are in their same situation, um, highlighting some of the transformation stories that they're doing and really auditing your social. So I was auditing your social and I was looking at it. Um, and I, basically right now you have sort of a closed universe. So the kids that you're touching and maybe like a one degree removed of your friends and their friends are the people that are following you. And so when you feature somebody that they recognize, those are the things that perform the best for you. Um, but yeah. that's very much a closed ecosystem. So you have to be super careful um, when you audit to really understand why certain things are performing. Because I think what you need to do is get to the point you're doing this but it's it's not your best performing content you're gonna have to figure out why is to look at um, putting out content that actually gives away your juice right so um, you're in the business of information transformation helping these kids have a, a breakthrough either physically or mentally that they wouldn't otherwise have and what you should do like I do with this I am literally trying to give away so much in an episode of startup theory that you never need to contact me that you have everything that you need from all of this that you never need to do oh god we only have 10 minutes left uh, that you're able to do <laughs> everything that you need to do um, to to really get things going on your own so and the irony is the more I try to make myself obsolete, the more valuable I make myself to people. I know that, right? Mm -hmm. And so that's the game that I'm playing. If you do the same thing, if you try to give away everything that you're asking people at some point to pay for, but you just try to give it away, give it away, give it away, and then understand the thing you're actually monetizing is the community, right? And it's kind of like 
imagine if, if, um, if I were CrossFit, and, and I don't do CrossFit, but I think I understand the model well enough. And if I were like putting everything out there, letting people that didn't have a, a CrossFit um, box franchise understand what the um, workouts that we're doing, all that stuff, so that people could literally try to build this and you know just use a different name and sort of build it off my back, but see that I'm trying to deliver value to people. So that being a part of my ecosystem, being associated with the official mothership becomes the juice. So that getting involved with you, that coming in and seeing these people that I'm seeing on social, meeting the coaches that I'm seeing on social, um, just being a part of the official mothership, that's where, it, it's kind of like in a sporting event, right? So it's on TV, you could stay home and watch it, or you can come be a part of the crowd that's there. There's always gonna be a certain number of people that want to come and be a part of it. And making mm -hmm. that experience great is really you know where you um, make the the bulk of your money, and then if you can build a big enough community, that can be monetized in in separate ways. So I would focus on building the community by giving as much of it away as you can, and then know that these kids are going to bug their parents until their parents let them actually be a part of it. And even if they never are a part of it, and they're not even in your country, and they couldn't come to you even if they wanted to, being a part of your ecosystem and like spreading that and letting other people know that you're doing something cool is amazing because ultimately for you to grow even slowly, you're going to have to go beyond your local area. And so if you have a recognizable brand that extends beyond Newcastle, you're just that much better off. Okay. Thank you. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense too. Cool. All right. If we're going to get to your questions, I'm going to have to go a little faster. Uh, so what's the next one? Uh, next question would be, uh, we've touched that one. So when it comes to hiring and scaling, uh, because I know that's something that I'm going to have to do. I'm of the thought pattern to hire slow and fire fast. I know I can get people in who have the same mission and values that I want to do and not necessarily the skill set mm. because we can teach them that skill set, but we can't necessarily give them the values. With your experience in hiring and scaling, going realistically into an interview, what should be some of the key questions and that or key areas that I focus on with people? So a big thing in that is... Um read read the e-myth revisited so that you'll understand it's mm -hmm. probably infrastructure stuff that you need to take off of your plate so right now you're the bread and butter you're the one that understands nutrition diet exercise all that uh also mindset so the key hires that you have to do are going to be anything that takes you away from that so it's going to be mm -hmm. bookkeeping it's going to be things in finance it's going to be um you know, like what are the things you have to do for the parents to give them schedules and sort of all that infrastructure stuff to make the business run very smoothly? Because yes, you need to get the kids interested and get them in. But at the same time, when the parents come, you need to seem like a really tight operation that they can believe in and feel comfortable that their kids are safe. And so you're going to need to have an ongoing relationship with the parents as well. And so even hiring somebody for something like, um, parent management, parent outreach, you know, whatever that looks like. But finding, it's really about finding the bottlenecks and finding the, the thing that drives the influx of cash. And so you want to hire people in those two areas. So if um, the thing that's stopping you from driving cash is that you're not active enough in the business, you're not being able to create enough content, you're not being able to um, have the kind of success with the kids that you want to have because you're too busy doing the bookkeeping, that's one. If you're like, oh my God, this is working perfectly, I'm just not reaching enough people and I don't know how to market this or advertise this, then you're going to want to hire somebody on marketing. But it's just really identifying where your bottlenecks are. Okay, yep. Uh, next question would be, uh, we've covered that one. We've covered the two different niches. Uh, if I were to go to, to gain a relationship with a big corporation, uh, you know, somebody who ties into the values and wants to help the kids here, how would you go about pitching that? Because I know that you have a seat at every table as in you can add value, but 
one thing that I need to get into my own head is I can't see what's in it for them. That's the question that I can't answer for myself. Okay, so that tells me that you're going after the wrong companies. So you want to find somebody where it is patently obvious what's in it for them. So I'll give you um, just an off-the-top-of-my-head example. Going to um, anybody in professional athletics, their biggest problem is finding the greatest talent on the planet. So if you can be a solution to that, like they're going to be keenly interested. Now, this is where it comes down. Your product has to be good. Right. So and I get it. I'm putting words in your mouth about whether this is about creating um, elite athletes or not. But if that's your mission, then you're going to need to go to them and say, look, I am going to pump out the most elite athletes that this planet has ever met. And they're all going to be right here in Newcastle. And here's why. And then you need to show something that's really true. And if you're not able to do that, dude, you're in trouble. And you either have the wrong business model, right? Because this would be, and you know this, you said that in what you wrote, this would be a lot easier if you're like a retired professional athlete, right? So then you can just say, hey, look, I've done it. I know exactly what I'm doing. And I'm going to model the next generation. You don't have that. So what's going to be your hook? Like, why as a parent am I going to trust my kid to you? if they're going to become elite and then why as an organization would I want to work with you like why do I think that you're going to create the most elite athletes so if you don't feel Mm -hmm. like you can answer that question it's time to change gears and then focus in an area where you really can deliver something elite and if that's like hey give me you're tired you're sick you're emotionally broken and I'm going to build them up and give them a chance to go on to be great but I'm essentially the emotional physical and mental foundation to that then it's like, okay, well, now we're going after people who touch kids that struggle all the time. So we're going to schools, we're going to career counselors, we're going to people that like really get the need for this kind of transformation. And you're going to show them, I went on your website, I've seen it, I know you've got some kids that are really ripe for an amazing transformation. And if you can make that come true, then you can feature those kids and you're going to have to do the hard ass work to make sure that those kids actually get the transformation that they came for. And then when you've got, you know, a stable, of those guys and you may have to be underground for a year two years whatever just purely doing social content on your own hustling finding a way to you know to make this work on a small scale and then taking your early wins because you're actually good at what you do and then go to people and say hey look I've been in stealth mode for the last year for the last 18 months two years whatever the case may be but look at my results and those results have to speak for themselves you're you're never going to get it on a wing and a prayer right you're I couldn't go to somebody and say, hey, trust me, these bars are great, right? That does, it's not how it works. I had to get other people that people already listened to to say, holy hell, this actually works. I had to feature the early transformations that we had of people that really changed. I had to talk about my own story and how I went through a transformation. So it's, you know, it's, it's about showing results. If you can't do that, you're really in trouble. Now, you, you, just, uh, you just turn on a light bulb then. You just made everything so much clearer. That's, that's really solidified something in me. So thank you. For sure. All right. What else? We've got like two uh, minutes. So next question. Uh, it comes back to that, that two rabbits, you know, at the, the USC uh, for Leap TV keynote, you said, you know, I, I've decided that I can do this stuff and therefore I can. That's been something that I've let change me that, you know, I'm unstoppable because I decide to be. Yeah, I love that. Deep down inside, I really want to help both those kids, not so much necessarily the, the elite athletes, but the kids who they want to start creating the healthy lifestyle, but then also those kids in sport who want that chance. So they may not necessarily right now, 
be what they need to be, but they want that opportunity, they want that guidance and support to go on and, to, and do it. And I know deep down that over my life, I have the potential and the opportunity to go and do that. But do you still see that as wise? Yeah, I mean, look, it, yes, it is. And it doesn't mean that you can't do both, um, but you need to decide what success looks like for you. So I'll give you an example. At Impact Theory, if we can't generate, if we don't turn into a billion-dollar company, I won't consider it a success, period. Now, yeah. some people are going to freak out and, and, you know, oh, why? Because that, is a, that, to me, is a sign of scale. That, to me, is showing that you're able to reach a lot of people, and you have to pick a metric that's meaningful to you. Now, if I made a billion dollars but I didn't help people, that's also a failure. So it's understanding what's important to you, and I... I am only interested in scale. And because I'm only interested in scale, like that has informed so many decisions here, things that would make a ton of sense to a lot of people and they would be very happy to like keep this small. And like, you know, when people say, as long as I helped one person, like it was worth it. That's awesome. And I don't, I don't place a value judgment on them for that. I think that's amazing. And I'm so glad there are people who think like that, but I don't think like that. Like if I only help one person, I've fucking failed. Like I have gone down in flames because I want to help people in a legitimate, high-impact way, and I want to do it at scale. So because I hold myself to the metric of at scale, that really changes the way that I approach things. So if you want to help kids get to an elite level, that's very different than I want to help kids. So you have to like decide, and neither one is right. You just have to decide the one that you believe in, the one that you're willing to give yourself over to. And so de decide, like, what is success? If success is like, there was that one kid and he attempted suicide, and I will judge myself by whether I help at least one kid not fall prey to that ever again, rad, dude. Now you know what to do. Now it's not about getting big. Now it's about high impact. It's about getting as many people focused on that kid as humanly possible and really, really touching and changing that person's life. But if the way that you're going to judge success is no kid should ever, and this is how you open the episode, right? No kid ever again will have to go through what I went through. Okay. Mm -hmm. Well, that's at scale, right? So now it's like you, you can't afford to touch every life. You just can't. So you can become the public face and you can have a lot of people that write to you. Like I used to, in fact, you asked me like, what's the question I should be asking? So here's what I used to ask people in an interview. Would you rather touch one life and have that person say, like it was super intimate and you were really close with them. And that person says, dude, it's because of Nick that my life is better. I have the chills just thinking about it. It's because of Nick that like my life is better. And if it hadn't been for him, I wouldn't have made it out of my teens. Or would you rather help a million people, but none of them know who you are? So it's like, those are two very, very different approaches. And you have to decide which one is for you. For me, I'd rather help a million people and they not know who I am. And that's what I was trying to do at Quest. I never had the intention of stepping forward. And it wasn't until I realized that stepping forward was what the current state of marketing and social media demanded, like is the way that I could be most effective was by being transparent, by being out front. Um, but you have to decide what you want, what success looks like, and how you get it. All right, so yeah. we're at the end. So really fast, I want you to give everybody like where can they find you, what's your social, if they want to get involved, if they want to help you, what should they be doing? Yeah, so you can always reach me at nick at theyouthacademy.net.au. Uh, that email is always open to, to talk, uh, to answer questions. Uh, on Facebook, we are The Youth Academy. 
Uh, if you go www.facebook.com forward slash Academy Youth V, you will find us there. On Instagram, we're at the Youth Academy. Uh, and my personal uh, Instagram is the underscore beard underscore entrepreneur, where you'll find all things uh, books, uh, coffee, and what we're doing with these amazing young kids. Awesome. And we'll put all that in the show notes as well, everybody. And um, one thing just to keep in mind, if somebody says something in all of this that really resonates with you and you want to be a part of it, please go help them out. Uh, that's what a big part of what we're hoping Startup Theory will become is a community where you guys are helping each other, uh, giving advice, pushing, promoting, um, and just getting involved. And if you have any questions that you want to send to Nick, and I will say the one thing that I will encourage Nick to do is never email Nick ever under any circumstance. Do something public. Do it on his Instagram page. Do it on his Facebook page. Why? Because then other people can learn from your guys' interactions. And that's something that I also ask of our community. DM me if you need to, like if it's something that you're just really not comfortable saying out loud. But I get back to people that post something publicly in like usually within a day or two days. But if you DM me, it could be six months. I'm not kidding. So you just need to um, try to help as many people as you can. That's my fetish scale. Uh, so yeah, I like to keep it all in the public comments whenever possible. <laughs> but Go see what Nick is doing. It's pretty cool. I think you guys will agree it's worth some support. So, guys, if you haven't already, this is a weekly show, so be sure to subscribe. And until next time, my friends, be legendary. And, Nick, thank you so much for joining us, man. It was an honor. Uh, thank you so much for the opportunity. It means the world to me. Absolutely. Our pleasure. All right, guys. Peace out. Take care. Hey everybody, thank you so much for listening. And if this content is delivering value to you, please go to iTunes, go to Stitcher, rate and review us. That helps us build this community. And that is what we are all about right now, building this community as big as we can to help as many people as we can deliver as much value as possible. And you guys rating and reviewing really helps with that. All right, guys, thank you again so much. And until next time, my friends, be legendary. Take care.